welcome to yet another episode of Fairy Tall Tales. Hey, friends. You've got Sarah. You've got Megan. Woo-woo. You've got Skylar sleeping on the couch, and now she's sniffing her butt. Thanks. Hey, she's, thanks, Skylar. She's thanks got, for showing up to the podcast today. We she, really appreciate your presence. It's she's good to have you here. She's got more flexibility than I do. I mean, yeah. Could you lick your butt? No. <laughs> Please don't try. I, I mean, I wasn't going to, but thank now, God. Now that I feel like it's a challenge. Please don't. All right. Just, just it's unsanitary. <laughs> you're you're not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Uh, so we've got slightly less humorous uh, tales for you guys uh, compared to our last episode, our last full-length episode at any rate. The bushy bride. There's no bush in this one. They shaved. <laughs> they actually got a Brazilian. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sexy. Oh. Ouch. Spicing things up. Uh. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're sticking with, um, no, we're not. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, what are we sticking with, Sarah? I'm sticking with you because I'm, I'm made, made out, out of, of glue. glue. Um, no, we're actually, well, we're kind of, we're sticking with Europe, I guess. Okay. We're traveling from Norway to the homeland. <laughs> We're traveling from the homeland to Deutschland. Sarah's uh, wannabe homeland. <laughs> I'm very terrible at German. Um, but you like it. With another Grimm's bros, because it's really hard to not have them come up all the time. Well, yeah, they're great. They're classics. They're fairy tales. And they're gruesome and therefore easy to pair with gruesome true crime stories. So true it's truesome it's true it's truly gruesome it's truesome so today we're coming at you though with one you may not have heard of i hadn't heard of it it's definitely not one of their more popular ones at least in american culture it has not been disneyfied as far <laughs> as i know disneyfied disneyfied it's disneyfying maybe it's on one of those new disney channel original movies and we just don't know about it maybe if it is at us bro um <laughs> yeah at us bro so today we've got the story of jorinda and, and jeringle jeringle i like those names they're, they're fun jorinda and jeringle they're really funny but you have to say them with a german accent so you have to sound angry well you do it then no please <laughs> no well we all know i can't do it i can't either you're the only one here who knows anything about german so i know like Seven words. Okay, that's a lie. We both know that. I, I, I have no idea. I can't do the like guttural. I'm. I should have taken Spanish. Jorinda and Jaringola. Jorinda und Jaringola. I have no idea. Anyway. One, J and J. J and J. Once upon a time, there was an old castle in the middle of a large and dense forest. I'm so shocked. All of these forests. Though, to be fair, this was before the days of the Industrial Revolution. 
So, you know, there was still paradise in lieu of parking lots. Thank God. I want to go back to that day. Let us go back. To Who the lived ca- in the castle in the woods? Under the sea? Under the sea. Under the sea. We're all over the place here today, folks. In the castle, there lived an old woman. A witch. A witch. All alone. A witch. Basically me. <laughs> You're not a witch. And the B one. Uh, in the daytime, she changed herself into either a cat or a screech owl, depending okay. on her mood. Okay, Mrs. McGonagall. But in the evening, she took her proper shape again as a human being. She could lure wild beasts and birds to her, and then she killed and boiled and roasted them. She was really a great hunter. A huntress. A huntress. If anyone came within 100 paces of the castle, he was obliged to stand still and could not stir from the place until she bade him to be free. So that's if a man got too close. Now... If a fair maiden came within the circle, she changed her into a bird and <gasps> shut her up in a wicker cage and carried the cage into a room in the castle. How dare she? She had about 7,000 cages of rare birds That's in the absolutely castle. petrifying. Right? I would crap my pants. Right? Yeah, I definitely, I think that I would... I would crap my pants. Well, if you were a bird, it would be fitting because they crap a lot. They do. They're full of shit. Birds are full of shit. Now, there once was a maiden named Jorinda who was like totally prettier than all the other girls. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And she also had a beau, a totally hot young dude named Joringle. Joringle? Jorang, jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> you can hear those sleigh bells ring. I am old Joringle. <laughs> the king of jingling. See, there we go. It all fits. It's a conspiracy, guys. Well, they loved each other, and they were totally going to marry each other. Oh, my God. Um, at this time, they were still in the days of betrothal. Lucky them. <laughs> right? Uh, and their greatest happiness was being together. Oh, barf. Like, they got sad if the other one really needed to take a shit and wanted some privacy. Aww. Aww. Um, yeah. So, basically, they hadn't had a big fight yet. They were all lovey-dovey. Like, even the pre-honeymoon stage, because they didn't even get to the honeymoon stage Wow. Right? So, one day, in their lovey-doveyness, they decided to take a walk in the forest so that they might be able to talk together in peace. Aw, how sweet. Yeah. Nice romantic walk through the woods. Exactly. Heart to heart. Heart to Chat. heart. Hand to hand. <laughs> I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> what? But the thing is, this was like way back in the day. So um, 
this was probably when like holding hands and like seeing ankles was considered super scandalous. 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 Yeah, I can see her ankles. She's such a whore. Oh my god. I would like to take a moment to shout out James's ankles. Uh, <laughs> James's ankles? They must be pretty nice. Oh, oh, they are. And they know they are. Ow, ow. (laughs) So they're walking and a-talking, and Jeringle said, take care that you do not go too far near the castle. Apparently, people knew about the witch bitch in the castle. Well, then why'd they go to what? (laughs) But they still walk around her forest anyway. (sighs) Idiots. They're really, really dumb. Idiots. Super dumb. Um, so, cause like, I think that if I knew that there was a potential danger of like being turned into a fucking bird or something, I just wouldn't go in the woods. I would not go in the woods. Not those woods. Stay out of the forest, ladies. Like the woods in another place where, where there's just old millers in the woods. (laughs) Right? Or the devil. Take my chances with the fucking devil. Instead of the witch lady? Yeah. I don't know. Witch bitch? Witch bitch? The bitch witch. Oh. (laughs) Well, that um, explains that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, so, you know, they're just walking, and it was a beautiful evening, and the sun was shining still, the birds were singing, and there was absolutely no reason to be unhappy, because like I said earlier, this was before the days of the Industrial Revolution, So the lack of greenhouse gases was very happy indeed. There was no pollution besides, you know, normal pollution. Rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Just remember that. I'll remember that. (laughs) Note taken. Um, But still, even though there was no reason to be unhappy, Jorinda wept now and then. Why? (laughs) Well, nobody knows. She sat down in the sunshine, and even though she was getting all that D, you know, of the vitamin kind, <laughs> she was still so sorrowful. <laughs> and you can't even blame this random sadness on quote-unquote woman problems, because Jeringle was sorrowful too. Oh, but they why? Were, they were as sad as if they were about to die. That's... That's depressed, man. It's also potentially foreshadowing. Oh, God. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Then they looked around them and were quite at a loss, for they did not know by which way they should go home. Somehow they had gotten turned around and disoriented. They didn't even have the foresight to leave white pebbles or breadcrumbs to mark their past. Idiots. Ugh, dumb. Don't don't they know that if you're in a German fairy tale, you gotta leave some kind of trace? Do you have to leave a path to get back out? This is the one instance where you're allowed to leave more than footprints. Yes, I will allow you to not abide by the leave no trace rules as long as it's for survival purposes only. Yeah, but still only take photographs. Yes. (laughs) Take memories. Don't take bites of the gingerbread house you find in the woods. Mm -mm. Or random 
potentially poisonous mushrooms. Yeah, don't do that either. Don't do that. Don't smoke hookah from a strange caterpillar you meet in the garden. Don't do that either. Don't do that. Unless if you want to have a good time. Then do that. Then do that. The sun was still half above the mountain and half under, so there was still some light, but not very much. Just a bit. Just the a tip. bit. <laughs> Just the tip. <laughs> Joringle looked through the bushes and saw the old walls of the castle. There were no bushes in this. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I'm a liar. Disclaimer: You ruined it. Oh, it was supposed to be uh, a spoiler. I don't, opposite of a spoiler, the anti-spoiler. <laughs> They're called lies. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So he looked through the Norwegian bushes and saw, saw the old walls of the castle close at hand. Was he horror stricken? He was so horror stricken. Why? He was filled with deathly fear. And then there's fucking Jorinda singing along, singing a song. Creep. My little bird with the necklace red sings sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. He sings that the dove must soon be dead. Sing sorrow, sorrow, jug, jug, jug. <laughs> Please tell me. Okay, I was reading this and I'm like, what What bird says jug, jug, jug? Could you please tell me what? why they say jug, jug, sorrow, sorrow, jug, jug, jug. I mean, mean, I don't know. I don't know um, my birdology. Uh, I forget what it's called. Hold on. Oh, my God. I need to be smart for a second. (laughs) Fuck. I can't think of the study of birds. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the scientific word for birds is because I'm petrified of them. I think it's ornithology. Oh, you're probably right. Says Google. Or says Google. That is the branch of zoology that concerns the study of birds. Oh, but I was thinking of like the Abu Dhabi Society. So <laughs> I don't know why it just randomly came to me. You're funny. Like in a dream. A dream of birds. That's a nightmare to me. A lot of poop. Yep. Jorinda looked for Jorinda, but she was not the Jorinda he was looking for. Why not? She had changed into a nightingale. Named Florence <laughs> and sang Jug Jug Jug. Jug Jug Jug. Jug Jug Jug. What kind of bird are you? Jug Jug Jug. Jug Jug Jug. Jug Jug Jug. Jug Jug. Is that is that the pretty version you're imagining? What do you think, Skylar? Jug 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 Jug. Oh, thank you. Jug Jug Jug. Jug Jug Jug. You're you have fish breath. She ate a fish. A screech owl with glowing eyes flew three times round about her and three times cried, To who? To who? To who? To whom? (laughs) To who? To whom? To whom? To whom? It would be more appropriate grammatically speaking. Joringle could not move. He stood there like a stone and could neither weep nor speak nor move hand nor foot. The sun had now set. The owl flew into the thicket and directly afterwards there came out of it a crooked old woman, yellow and lean, with large red eyes and a hooked nose seven L's long. (laughs) (laughs) A 
Oh, God, that would probably curl right up to her rear end <laughs> if it was hooked. Right? Well, the point of which reached to her chin. But I, so, Ew, so really? I don't know how many L's long her chin was. I didn't. <laughs> we could probably. It does say the point of which reached to her chin. How did I miss that part? I don't know, That's man. That's funny, man. I'm not your brain. I... No, you're not. No. I mean, reading comprehension. <laughs> so what this yellow lady do? She muttered to herself, caught the nightingale and took it away in her hand. Joringle could neither speak nor move from the spot. The nightingale was gone. Bye, Jorinda. <laughs> Is that going to be the new Felicia? I guess. At last, the woman came back and said in a hollow voice, Greet you, Zachiel. If the moon shines on the cage, Zachiel, let him loose at once. Who's Zachiel? I have no fucking idea. I Where spent, did that person come from? I spent from? the rest of the story trying to figure out what the hell Zachiel meant. I honestly did the same thing because I was like, "What? who, is that a person? I, have I mean, no she idea. says, greet you, Zachiel. Is that like the spirit of the bush? <laughs> it might be. It's the spirit of the bird god. Let's call all the birds Zachiel. I don't know. But then Jeringle was freed. Wow. He, okay. he fell on his knees before the woman and begged that she would give him back his Jorinda. But she said that he should never have her again and went away. Bye, Zachiel. Bye, Zachiel. Bye, Jorinda. He called. He wept. He lamented. But all in vain. Who, who is to become of, what is to become of me? Ho. However the hell you say H-O-O-H. Ho. I guess, ho. Oh, that makes sense. Ho. I would have been like, ho. I would have been like, ah. Ah. Let's do an episode on all the different ways to express disappointment. Let's just, we'll just have to call my mom. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. We'll call your mom. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> Who's going to be expressing the disappointment on that end? Jeringle. Oh, okay. He well. went away. Did he? And at last came to a strange village where he kept sheep for a long time. That happened quick. He just stayed there and decided he's to like, keep some sheep. He's like, I'm sad. I'm going to leave this place. Hey, look, a new place. Nobody knows my name. I'm going to pretend some sheep. Maybe he wants for a long to be Zachiel. <laughs> I guess. He Maybe he wanted to stay kind of close to the castle because maybe he just couldn't find his way home. Or maybe he just wanted to try and get Jorinda back. I guess. Because he often walked round and round the castle, but not too near to it. You know, he stayed 100 paces, paces. back. I don't know how one measured okay, paces. Okay, so here's a question for you. Sure. As Shoot. a tall person who's friends with me, a short person. Okay. And we both know that our strides are very different lengths. Uh-huh. Is 100 paces a standard measurement or is that like dependent on the person? So, like, could I go closer to the castle than you because my 100 paces are shorter? That is very fascinating. Uh, according to Google. The great Google. The great 
Google Zacchio. The great corn Googlio. The great corn Googlio. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> so a pace is equal to one quote-unquote natural step, which is about 30 inches long. Well, my natural step isn't 30 inches long. How do you know? Because 30 inches long is a couple feet, and my natural step is very short. At last, he dreamt one night, and he found a blood-red flower, in the middle of which was a beautiful large pearl. He picked the flower and went with it to the castle, and everything he touched with the flower was freed from enchantment. He also dreamt that he was able to recover his Jorinda with the help of the flower. Wow. Hashtag flower power. Ooh, baby. I got the power. Ooh, baby, baby. Baby, baby. Skylar, now is not the time to play with zombie squirrel. (laughs) She's like, all the time is the time to play with zombie squirrel. Or at least taking your collar off. You're so jingly wingly. The Great Jingle Wingle. The Great Jingle Wingle. The Great Courses Plus. Does not sponsor this podcast. (laughs) When he woke up that morning, he began to seek over hill and dale for such a flower. He sought until the ninth day, and then early in the morning, he found the blood red flower. In the middle of it, there was a large dewdrop, as big as the finest pearl. Just like his dream. Oh my god. That sounded sexual. It's all that shrubbery. All that bush. <laughs> rubbery shrubbery. <laughs> rubbery shrubbery? Oh. Okay. Day and night he journeyed with this flower to the castle. He's just thinking of rubbery shrubbery. <laughs> I'm thinking of some idiot walking around with a flower with water in the middle of it. Day and night. Touch, touch, I got my flower. He's got his flower power. When he was within 100 paces of it, which is 100 times 30 inches, (laughs) he was not held fast, but instead walked right up to the door. Wow. Wow. Flower power. Flower power. Hashtag flower power. Flower power. (laughs) Jeringle was full of joy. He touched the door with the flower and it sprang open. <laughs> this is a magical flower. He walked right. It's it's the power of nature. I can. Okay, I can get down with that. <laughs> um, He walked right in through the courtyard and listened for the sounds of the birds. Tweet, tweet. Po tweet, po tweet. Tweet, At last he heard it. All the Twitter channels. All the tweets. All the tweets on his Twitter feed. Thousands and thousands of birds can't be very quiet, after all, especially when there's a lot of, you know, people on the internet with political opinions. A lot of tweets. Oh, God. Um... He went on and found the room from whence it came, and there the witch was feeding the birds in the 7,000 cages. God, it must have smelled awful. It's a lot of bird seed. That's a lot of bird crap to clean up. That is a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit to deal with. 
It is literally a lot of shit. When she saw Jeringle, I don't know why his name makes me laugh every time I <laughs> say it. Jeringle. 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 It's actually, well, Jeringle. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck Jeringle. 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 <laughs> Sounds like you're saying you're dingo. You dingo ain't my baby. Jeringle ain't my baby. I can't do an Australian accent to save my shit. Um, when she saw Jeringle, she was hella pissed. Yeah, no one's supposed to be able to come in her castle. Right? She scolded and spat poison and gall at him, but she could not come within two paces or 60 inches Five of feet. the flower. He did not take good mathing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm so proud. I was, I didn't even try. It was bad enough to multiply 30 times two. <laughs> He did not take any notice of her, but went and looked at the cages with the birds. But there were many hundred nightingales. How was he to find his Jorinda again? I don't know. Maybe the witch will be an idiot and give it, give it away. He did not take any notice of her, but went and looked at the cages with the birds. But there were many hundred nightingales. How was he to find his Jorinda again? I don't know. Maybe the witch will do something dumb and give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Just then, he saw the witch being an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) The old woman quietly took away one cage with one bird in it, Mm. who just so happened to be a nightingale. Not suspicious at all. Towards the door. Not suspicious at all (laughs) like clearly if you want to throw them off take one cage with one bird that's the wrong one right or (laughs) don't take any yeah sneak away the amount of time it would take him to find the one bird out of many hundred of nightingales it's like dude it's like have you ever villained before yeah seriously she's not a good villain here's yeah so like Here's some free advice from Fairy Tall Tales. How to be a villain 101. If you, yes, you, laddie, want to kidnap women and turn them into birds, and if you don't want the fiancé to, you know, find the one bird out of 7,000, don't single out said bird when it would otherwise be unrecognizable among, like, hundreds of birds. Okay, there's some like free unsolicited that's advice. That's like that's like super villain like basics. Well, yeah, it's like don't give away your entire plot to the hero when there's a potential for him to escape and foil every single part of your plan. Well, is that what happens? It's what happens. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Swiftly, he sprang towards her, touched the cage with the flower, and also the old woman. She can now no longer bewitch anyone. And Jorinda was standing there clasping him round the neck. Oh, Jeringle! Which which sounds more like a way to kill somebody. Yep. Clasping him round the neck. And she was as beautiful as ever. (laughs) Oh, God. Because that's what really matters. Beauty. That she was still beautiful. Even after she was a bird for some time. A long time, apparently. 
you too can still be beautiful, even after you're a bird for some time. Remember, bird is the word. <laughs> so <laughs> happily I'm ever after? <laughs> yes. And happily... <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> and happily ever after for more than just Jorinda and Joringle. Oh, yeah? Because... All of the other birds were turned into maidens again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they went. Hallelujah. And Hallelujah. They Hallelujah. went home with his Jorinda. Or he went home with his Jorinda, and they all lived happily ever after for a long time. Um, and I want to read the sequel where suddenly the village was inundated with 7,000 young maidens who probably didn't really age due to being bewitched. Um, oh my and gosh. So here's what I want to know. One, could the infrastructure possibly support the additional burden of thousands of people? And two, would there be enough eligible bachelors to wed these women? As we all know that only ugly old witches get to have any sort of financial independence in fairy tales. It's true. So these are the questions, dear um, Grimm brothers. Please tell us. Jakob und Wilhelm. Oh yeah, you don't know. You don't know how to say German names at all. You. (laughs) Um, Du. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sarah doesn't know anything about German. Skylar's defending me. Um, <laughs> that was not defense. That was her rebuttal saying, yes, she does. Right? Hey, don't grumble at the hand who feeds you. <laughs> um, you tell her. So, yeah. These are the real questions that I expect to see in the sequel. Even Now... Speaking of keeping women imprisoned for a span of time, that's what our story is going to be about. Oh, no. Yes. No. I don't want to. We got to. Fine. We committed. We hit record. (laughs) Fine, but I don't like this guy. Yeah, I hate this guy. He's an asshat. Douchebag. Now. Once upon a time. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Wrong part, Sarah. Wrong. Oh, you're right. We are. Been there. Done that. Got the t-shirt. Yep. So, on August 30th, 2016, 30-year-old Kayla Brown and her boyfriend, Charles David Carver, Charlie, went missing near Spartanburg, South Carolina. Brown and a close friend had dinner the night before at um, Brown and Carver's apartment, which is located outside of Anderson, South Carolina. I'm not familiar with South Carolina at all. So if these places mean anything to you, great. If not, we're all in the same boat here. Yep. (laughs) I know Myrtle Beach, and that's about it. I know Hilton Head, and that's about it. So. Woo! We got two beaches. Myrtles and Head. What? (laughs) Ew. Sounds like a disease. Myrtles in head. Myrtles sounds like a disease. It's technically she, an old lady name. He, she was giving him head and she got myrtles. Oh, she got myrtles and head. Oh, God. Well, he got head. She just got myrtles. Ew. On the 30th, several friends received texts back from Brown. Uh, but 
responses stopped coming on August 31st. So they friends saw them on the 29th. On the 30th, nobody heard from them. The 31st, they received a few texts, but nothing more. Communication stopped. Skylar, stop communicating. (laughs) Uh, The last sightings of Carver was security footage from his workplace, which showed him leaving the same day. When Charlie's mother hadn't heard from him in a few days, which was an unusual occurrence, she called the manager of the couple's apartment complex to see if she could check on them. The manager knocked on their door, but there was no answer, so she went inside. Mm. Now, inside the apartment, it appeared as though nobody had been there for quite some time, and the couple's Pomeranian had been left without any food or water. Which is a terrible sign, and usually that's a sign of something not good, and I just want to make it verbally known that if people can never get in touch with me, and I leave Skylar behind without any food or water, something I'm probably Something is desperately dead. wrong. Yeah. Something is amiss. Exactly. So Something is amiss. Something is amiss. And it was pretty much the same instance with this, like they were like, they would never... Like, do that to their dog. They were good dog people. They were good dog owners, damn it. Um, For months, nobody actually heard from the couple, except for the occasional Facebook update on Charlie's social media page. Mm. However, these unusual updates drew national attention to the case because they were very, very odd. Um, they were kind of like the messages you would expect somebody who was kidnapped or missing to be like from their, not them. Like, yep. From I just butchered that, but from the captor. Yeah. 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 It didn't, it it didn't seem normal or natural. Somebody had taken over. Um, yes, because, and one of the reasons was because the messages, um, appeared after the two, uh, were reported missing. Uh, They included statements that the couple was fine and they had simply left on their own. Um, That's not suspicious at all. And they just didn't read like it was from them. And so the families believed that the account had been hacked. Um, Now, uh, so I I have mentioned of some of the the different posts. They all occurred on like, they were all posted on the the first of the month. Oh, how convenient. So like on July 1st, Carver posted that he... And uh, his girlfriend were expecting a daughter. On August 1st, they bought a house together. On September 1st, they were married. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, so despite all these happy milestones happening all within months of each other, the strange part is all of these posts were retroactively posted from October 1st. What's that mean? So it like means somebody that went, somebody, somebody went posted, all of these posts were posted on October 1st, but they were scheduled the as though they were posted at a later date. Like back posted. Yeah. Weird. Really? Creepy. Like people don't fucking do that. Yeah. Um, a post from October 2nd said, what color ribbon supports the people who can't keep their noses out of other people's business? Um, wow. Yeah. 
intense. And um, one of the more unsettling posts is the last line of the Eagles' Hotel California. Welcome to the Hotel California. Not that song? Not that line. (laughs) What line? Uh, Last thing I remember, I was running for the door. I had to find the passage back to the place I was before. (laughs) Relax, said the nightman. We are programmed to receive. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Oh, that's not creepy at all. Knowing the rest of the story, that is freaking creepy. So even not knowing the rest of the story seems like very unusual activity. Like very weird. Red flags aplenty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so while the couple had been missing for two months, it's not like the police had nothing to go on. They actually had a cell phone ping from Kayla's phone before it was like either turned off or went dead. Uh, And they flew over the general area, presumably looking for their vehicle or something, but they found nothing and didn't pursue the ping until later. Of course not. Of course not. Um, So they didn't take that into consideration until they got some kind of tip about bodies being buried on a 100-acre property not the 100 acre wood. No. Um, Keeping the 100 acre woods. Lots of bodies are buried there. Oh, God. You Way got to ruin singing. Winnie the Pooh. That's I was going to try to make up a song. I know. Um, so there was only one property that large in the Woodruff, South Carolina area. And oh, what a coincidence. Is it a coincidence? That it was the same area where Kayla's cell phone had pinged. OMG! Curiouser and curiouser. Now what happens? Tell us next. What's next? On November 3rd, 2016, Belize... Belize? Police began to search the property when they kept hearing a banging coming from a metal storage shed. OMG, what is that? A cat? A raccoon? A person? <gasps> could it be? Who now, could it be? The door was locked and chained, uh, so the authorities had to cut through with probably like bolt cutters or some weird fancy. Why didn't they be stuff? like, yo, Todd, douchebag man, come open this thing? Well, so, okay, so the property, as we find out, is owned by one Todd Colehep. He doesn't live there. Um, he, this is just, he owns several different properties. So while they were searching his property, they were at his home, which was in a different area, interviewing him. Like, hey, why are people saying you got four dead bodies on your property? Eh? This is all of a sudden Canada. this is a sneak attack. Eh? Eh? It's a sneak attack, eh? So when they cut through the chains, they found Kayla Brown locked inside chained to the wall from her neck like an animal omg yeah that is terrifying seriously um what a badass woman to survive right and what a bad fucking human being to be todd cole heap um cole hep cole hep (laughs) i'm gonna call him a cole heap cole (laughs) cole heap yeah 
Oh, we'll learn about him later. Um, now, Kayla told the police that she witnessed Cole Hep murder her boyfriend. Oh my god, that would be so traumatizing. Right? Oh, um, they had life. come to the property to clean because, as we'll learn, um, Todd Cole Hep was a local real estate agent and he often hired people to like clean properties that he either, um, that he was like selling or whatever for his clients. Uh, in this case, he was looking for people to come clean his property. Oh. Well, apparently, maybe he had some ulterior motive or he just didn't like them because uh, basically immediately, uh, like shortly upon arriving, Cole had locked the gate and shot Charlie dead. Um, he kept Kayla alive supposedly because she did nothing wrong. Well, what did the boyfriend do wrong? Who knows? Existed. We can only speculate, really. Um, I, I think I read some in one of the articles. Hit a smart like, mouth. Yeah. Hit a really smart mouth. Oh my God, his mouth went to college. Sarah, if people got murdered for having a smart mouth, you would be dead. Fuck. Yeah. I would also be dead. Probably. So. Yeah. My mouth went to college. My mouth went to mouth college. <laughs> You did. Megan's <laughs> mouth went to mouth college so she could become a mouth nurse. <laughs> Ew. Um, Please go back to the story. So, well, I don't know if you want me to because no, I don't. Uh, Todd Colehep kept Kayla in the 15 foot wide storage container and pretty much took her out to feed her and sexually assault her. Because he's a terrible person. Yes disgusting um i don't think he wanted to kill me she later told good old dr phil i think i would rather have been killed personally eh, i know it's a tough one um he explained stockholm syndrome to me and told me that it would kick in and we'd be happy together ew yeah that's disgusting that's that's um that's repulsive and if you want to learn more about stockholm syndrome be sure to check out uh episode four of our podcast throwing it way back way back it's a way back wednesday today yep um you can listen to in the land of girls and monsters where we talk about the classic beauty and the beast and the uh pretty tragic and very well known very very well known uh kidnapping of jc lee dugard so yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah, if you missed it, if you're a new or relatively new listener, uh, time travel back there and don't judge us too much. Yeah, we were uh, just getting started. Back yeah, in, back in the day, back in the day. <laughs> All right. Um, back in the story. Back in the story now. So, Kayla played along with his fantasies in order to stay alive. Smart girl. Smart girl. That's how you do it. That This is how we do it. Pick your nose and chew it. Isn't that what the kids used to say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, apparently, he wouldn't do anything if she didn't want him to. When uh, did which, she ever want Well, right, exactly. Um... So, you know, for Cole Hep, he believed that it was not actually rape. Oh, really? Um, but Kayla's survival instincts had kicked in and she knew that, you know, she had to do certain things or at least pretend like she wanted to oh, in God. order to stay alive. That's horrifying. It's disgusting. 
again, badass bitch right here. Um, and it clearly worked, and Colehep clearly felt comfortable around her because one, he kept her alive for two months, and two, he had bragged to her about how many people he killed. Yep. I just uh, I, I, your face says it all. Yeah. If you could see my face right now, you would see the look of disdain. Yep. Uh, When Kayla was found, she told the police that there were possibly four bodies buried on the property. Wow, just like somebody else said. Yeah, right? Mm. Now, investigators ultimately found three. They found Kayla's boyfriend, Charlie Carver, (laughs) uh, along with the bodies of Megan and Johnny Coxey, who had disappeared December 2015. Um, they also had disappeared under similar circumstances and were supposedly going to clean. Yeah, work or, on, do work on his yeah, property of some kind. Yeah, for Cole Hep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also found Carver's vehicle on the property. Uh, they were killed on Christmas or the day after. Yeah, that's not a happy holidays. Unhappy holidays. If you want to listen to unhappy holidays... You should probably listen to our episode titled Yuletide Spirits and Breaking the Lawsons, which yeah, was... Yeah, that was another good episode one. Episode five. Wow. Look at that. That was a good episode. I liked that one. That one was good. Not because the story was good. I mean, it was good, but it was terrible, but... Yes. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we're just plugging ourselves here, guys. Um, so is that it? Is that, is that all the people he killed? Oh, Are we done? No, 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 no. Is his heinousness done? In addition no. to the Coxies who were found on the property, <laughs> Kayla also said Colehep had told her of another crime he had committed, uh, murders at a motorcycle dealership. Yikes. Uh, looking into this, they tied Colehep to the November 6, 2003 mass murder at Superbike Motorsports in Chesney, South Carolina. Uh, there were four victims who all died of multiple gunshot wounds. Owner Scott Ponder, service manager Brian Lucas, mechanic Chris Sherbert, and bookkeeper Beverly Guy, who was Ponder's mother. So sad. Um, now here's the real fucking kicker. Cole Hep, who was a customer at the shop. Was he? Yes. He had apparently killed them because the employees laughed at him for not knowing how to ride the motorcycle he bought. So Well, that's plenty reason to murder four people. Yeah, if Sarah. people make fun of you, what do you do? You kill them. There would be a lot of people in my life that would not be alive right now if I killed everyone because they made fun of me. So Megan wouldn't be alive for her smart mouth. None of her nope. family would be alive. Because of their smart mouths making fun of me. And then there's a lot of people who would not be alive around Megan. Good thing Megan's not like a psycho killer. Psycho killer. Everything goes back to the talking head, so be sure to listen to our previous episode. (laughs) In which I sing very bad lyrics as we talk about Norwegian talking heads. Yes, it's great. Sorry for interrupting with music for the umpteenth time today. It wouldn't be fairy tale tales if we didn't interrupt with music. It's true. This podcast is not sponsored by music. 
No, it's not. I wish it was, though. Um, so, you know, we haven't really talked much about good old Todd Colehep yet. Good old Todd. And, you know, we really should because he's just, he's such a peach. Is he? A rotten peach. He looks like a rotten peach. <laughs> he does. So, he was born Todd Christopher Samsell on March 7th, 1971 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. His parents divorced when he was only two years old, and he lived with his mother and stepfather in Georgia until he was 12. How did he change his last name? We'll get to that. <laughs> um, uh, it was his um, father's... Ah, right, 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 right. Um, so it would appear that he didn't have a very good childhood. Growing up, he was abused and a bully. But by the time he was nine, he ended up in a mental hospital for three and a half months because of his inability to get along with other children. If they used to put people in a mental hospital for the inability to get along... There were probably a lot of people in mental hospitals. Well, uh, I think it had a lot more to do with his... Cruelty to animals? Yeah. And his obsession with pornographic content? Yes. Uh, He was described as being, quote-unquote, explosive and preoccupied with sexual content. Um, He killed goldfish Mm. with bleach and apparently shot shot a dog dog with a BB gun. Asshole. Skylar, close your ears. She's snoring. not even. She's pleased. fine. Um, in 1983, at the age of 12, he went to live with his bio dad in Arizona when his biological mother and stepfather separated. He took his father's last name, Colhep, and picked also picked up his father's interest in collecting guns and blowing shit up. Woohoo! Daddy, teach me how to make a bomb, will you? This happy relationship between father and son didn't last, however, and eventually the relationship began to deteriorate. Oh, boo. On November 25th, 1986, 15-year-old Cole Hep kidnapped a 14-year-old in Tempe, Arizona, and threatened her with a 22 revolver. Asshole. Assuming it was one of his father's guns because he's 15. Yep. Uh, he brought her back to his father's home, tied her up, Taped her mouth shut and raped her. But it's not rape if she wants it. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like another uh, another instance in his life? Oh, I mean, that's what he said, right? I guess. Mm-hmm. He threatened to kill her younger siblings if she ever told anyone what happened. Thankfully, people she found told, out yeah. what happened. Yeah, she told someone. Uh, and the police <laughs> had actually arrived at her house like shortly after he took her home. Uh, and he was arrested and charged with kidnapping, sexual assault, and committing a dangerous crime against children. Wow. Did it all stick? Well, he ended up pleading guilty to kidnapping, and they dropped the other charges. Oh, lucky him. He was still sentenced to 15 years in prison as an adult. So he went to adult prison. He didn't go to juvenile prison. Um, and he was registered as a sex offender. Which is good. Thank God. Uh, According to court records, he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and had an above average IQ. The judge said that while he was very bright and should be academically advanced, he was behaviorally and emotionally dangerous. 
Amen. Scary. Now, he was released in August 2001 after serving 14 years in prison uh, out of his 15-year sentence and moved to South Carolina where his mother lived. Uh, after prison, he received two different bachelor's degrees, one in computer science and another in business administration marketing. Um, and in 2006, he managed to get a real estate license after lying about having a felony charge on his application. Wow. Yeah. All you have to do is lie, guys, and you'll get a good job. Apparently, nobody actually checks. Nope, they don't. Um, now, he was a very successful realtor. Uh, he How? Built... He seems like such a creep. Who well, would want to buy a house from this creep? And that's my thing, too, because, like, I actually, and I was thinking the same exact thing when I was reading about him, because I actually work with a lot of realtors, um, not just because, like, I bought a house, but because I write, I do, like, writing, like, blog writing for a real estate company, and, like, I see how much of a people person you have to be, like, literally you're that's their like entire the job yeah at least yeah you're constantly on the phone with people because you're trying to you're either trying to sell a house or you're trying to sell yourself to prospective yep. clients mm-hmm. um but somehow he did it and he managed to build a firm with dozens of agents and was recognized as a top selling agent in the carolina region even though people said that he uh, talked about firearms a lot and sometimes used sexual indie innuendos when he spoke. How the to, heck? How do you? How well, do you get away with that? To and be, be fair, a millionaire like it's that? the South. True. So everybody probably fucking talks like that. If we're being honest, <sighs> at least with the firearms. But there were actually other people who described him as extremely outgoing. So he just whether he had masks or. Again, it might just be a perception thing. I mean, if you're talking, if you're selling a house to somebody or if you're like working with with somebody who loves guns and that's what you're talking about that, they're going to think you're outgoing. Oh, yeah. If you're having those conversations with somebody like me, I'm going to be like, wow, he's a creep. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Um, He also got a private pilot's license, which is not a cheap thing to do. And he acquired several properties, uh, including some out of state. Again, not a cheap hobby. <laughs> Acquiring property is not cheap. So he was pretty well off. Uh, I would say, because in 2014, he purchased nearly 100 acres, 40 hectares, of land nine miles outside of Moore, South Carolina, for $305,632. Wow. Yeah. He then fenced the entire property to the tune of 80 grand. Okay, so he is well off. <laughs> if you can afford $80,000 in fencing, I'm going to say you're pretty well off. Yep. Um, still, money cannot buy you everything. No. Because after Kayla was found, he was charged with four counts of murder in relation to the Chesney shootings and one count of kidnapping. They eventually added three additional counts of murder for Carver and the Coxies, as well as another charge of kidnapping and three counts of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. Uh, It's also worth noting that they found a lot of weapons 
on his property, which he's legally not allowed to own because of a felony conviction. Wow. And they never found evidence of him applying for, you know, gun permits or anything. So they were acquired illegally. So that's just, you know, another shot against him. On May 26, 2017, he pled guilty and was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences with no possibility of parole. He has repeatedly admitted that there are at least two murders, potentially more. Uh, There was some kind of case involving um, a robbery that the police, that the authorities, um, you know, are potentially tying to him. Um... And he's like, he's like, he's one of those people though, who is very like ego driven and self-centered and he thinks the world owes him something. Exactly. And so like, he's quoted as saying like the, like his body count isn't, um, an addition problem, but a multiplication problem. So like alluding to that, like he had told Kayla something like his goal was to be in the three figures with murders, but he's like high two figures. Um, so I thought it was really interesting because so I really I want to watch it and I didn't have time to watch uh, it before this. And also I have to pay for it. So <laughs> I have no money in my bank account right now. If you want to buy um, us, <laughs> if, if you want to buy us a video to watch, uh, you can send us like six dollars <laughs> so we can download Serial Killer Devil Unchained, which is a three part docuseries um, about good old Todd Colehep. Um Please look up a picture of him because he's creepy. He is kind of creepy. But I thought it was really cool because in it, um, former FBI Special Agent John Douglas talks about him and he's in it. And if you don't know, he was the real life inspiration behind the Netflix series Mindhunter. So he was like one of the OG like criminal profilers. So in this um, docuseries, they kind of talk about... um, you know, the possibility of like, they talk about him, they go in depth into him. And he actually believes that while he doesn't think that there are like as many more victims as, you know, he says there are, um, he thinks there's still more John Douglas thinks that there are more, which makes sense because there's like a big gap between some of his crimes. Like there was a really large gap between, um, the murders at Superbike and the death of the Coxies. So, yeah, chances are somebody who's a serial killer like this isn't just, like, sitting around saying, oh, you know, when I feel like it. Exactly. And he's alluded to uh, the fact that he has his private pilot's license so he can travel. You know, he owns oh, properties out of state. You know, it's one of those um, Israel Keys types of situations, potentially, if you know um, anything about him who I would also like to cover in an episode of this podcast because another kind of crazy-ass individual. Um, So the connection between this particular fairy tale and this particular true crime story probably, like, might not be as apparent, um, especially compared to last week's, but um, what kind of struck me with them was, one, just um, obviously in the grand scheme of, like, the the capture of women because we really Mm -hmm. didn't talk about it but um when 
he had taken um, the Coxies, he actually killed Johnny first and I think had kept um, Megan. Okay. <laughs> um, he had actually kept Megan separately and it was probably one of those things where he probably would have kept her captive for a longer period of mm-hmm. time if the circumstances would have allowed him to whether right. um so it's just so that just kind of struck me and like the difference between killing the man right away and you know keeping the woman in yep. like a sort of cage yeah type situation um also just the sheer number of victims because again, oh, it's yeah. like you have. I just thought it sh- it struck me as so odd that you'd have a witch in the woods with seven thousand birds who are formerly women and nobody doing <laughs> shit about it. Yeah, like every other thing, it's like burn the witch or like yeah, but she's collecting women in cages exactly. and turning them into birds and nobody exactly nobody says anything. Whereas it's like, like oh, we know the witch is over there, but let's just stay away. Yeah, let's, we're just gonna stay away because we can't do anything about it. Whereas then you have the fucking. Like, let's talk about Beauty and the Beast, where then you have the Beast and you have fucking, if we're talking about the movie here, we got Gaston, who's like, uh-huh. we gotta storm the fucking castle because yeah, exactly. he took one person. Yeah. True. Interesting. So, I don't know. There wasn't, like, it's just one of those things where just kind of, like, trapping women and just the, the creepiness, Don't trap I women. Think. Don't, don't trap creepy. women. Don't be creepy, because, like, I just got kind of creepy vibes from all of these. And, I mean, I think that, you know, Jorinda and Juringle kind of ended on a happier note. Nobody died. The witch didn't even die. She just lost her powers and got to be an oh, old lady in the fucking middle of the woods by herself. Yeah. Um, And, obviously, while it's very sad that... um. You know, Charlie and the Coxies and all the people at Superbike died in this story. Kayla survived. And for the families of the victims at Superbike, it made you know, a they difference. Got yeah, they got answers. justice. They got justice, um, which is, you know, important. So, again, it's a little, it, it's, it's not all cut and dry, but there's definitely, there's there's definitely some great parallels. parallels. And, you know, if you connected the dots between the stories in a different way, we'd love to hear your opinions. Or if you think we're crock of shit. And <laughs> if are you just, think we're Looney Tunes. If you think we're Looney Tunes and uh, don't get along well with other children, um, <laughs> just add us. Yeah. <laughs> you can find us on social media. Holler at us. Holler at us. We don't really use Twitter, but it exists. Um, Instagram, Instagram is where Instagram it's and at. Facebook are where it's at. Um, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please uh, subscribe if you're not already and give us give us a review. And, you know, if you really love us, a five-star rating is going to be super, super appreciative. Appreciated. I can't fucking speak. I'm losing my English. I'm actually turning into a bird right now. So... Jug, oh, jug, jug. Jug, jug, jug. Jug, jug. Jug. So before I start jugging... <laughs> it sounds gross. I'm gonna fly away now. Don't. Sorry. <clears throat> My nose is very runny. You better go <clears throat> catch it. Oh my god, it's so fast! <laughs>
weren't expecting that, motherfucker. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that either. I wasn't at all. Hold on, I lost my spot because I was busy. <laughs> You're busy? <laughs> Doing what? Livid. <laughs> get busy livid or get busy diet. <laughs> Skylar's patience level is very short. Oh man, it's the zombie squirrel. <laughs> when he woke up. <laughs> you're not allowed. Dude, you like hit my headphones. You're ruining my carpet. You're ruining the drapes. You're ruining the drapes. You're ruining it. You're ruining the shrubbery. All right, you done now? <laughs>